Hey everybody and welcome to the 5 Bytes Podcast. I'm your host, Rory Monahan. Coming up on this week's episode, a dramatic week at OpenAI saw their CEO temporarily fired, Broadcom acquisition of VMware clears its final hurdle, and Windows Hello Authentication has been bypassed. For this and more, keep listening to this episode of the podcast, which of course, as always, is brought to you by my awesome sponsors, and that includes ControlUp, end-to-end digital experience management for the work-from-anywhere era. ControlUp, happy users, happy IT. And also brought to you by Netrix Policy Pack, where you use Group Policy, Policy Pack Cloud, or MDM to remove local admin rights, manage lockdown applications, Java, browsers, and mitigate ransomware, plus more. And of course, also brought to you by Numescent, the inventors of the first and only cloud-native container management platform for Windows desktops. If you enjoy the show each week, you have these awesome sponsors to thank. And now for some news. This is old news for most by now, but the most interesting story of the week to me was the roller coaster that was OpenAI, which is the maker of popular ChatGPT AI service, who abruptly announced that CEO Sam Altman was fired for what sounds like allegations of lying to the board, but they used prettier language for it as, you know, would be typical for a professional corporate statement. The announcement sent the company into a bit of a tailspin with co-founder Greg Brockman quickly announcing his resignation and people on social media were loving the drama. There were reports that interim CEO Mira Marathi made overtures to rehire Altman when she was in the position as interim CEO and she was then abruptly removed too. Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella moved quickly to announce that Microsoft had hired both Sam Altman and Greg Brockman, which seemed like a masterstroke at the time. They essentially hired her, as the term was being used, acquihired the leadership of OpenAI. It is alleged that 95% of OpenAI's staff threatened to quit if Altman was not reinstated and if the board did not quit themselves. And almost as abruptly as he was fired, OpenAI announced that Sam Altman was rehired and reappointed as CEO with the new look board made up of Brett Taylor, Larry Summers, and Adam D'Angelo. D'Angelo was on the board already, but it appears the rest of the board are new. So, I mean, those 95% of the employees who apparently said rehire him and fire yourselves, they got most of that because he's been rehired and most of the board has been replaced, but it seems this Adam D'Angelo is remaining. And both Altman and Brockman's return is despite the fact Microsoft had already announced that they had hired them. For their part, it has been reported that Microsoft was furious with the decision to remove Altman, and as OpenAI's largest investor, they made their opinion known. And then when OpenAI negotiated for the return of Altman and Brockman, Satya Nadella tweeted that they, quote, were encouraged by the changes to the OpenAI board. We believe this is a first essential step on a path to a more stable, well-informed and effective governance. Sam, Greg and I have talked and agreed they have a key role to play along with the OAI leadership team in ensuring OAI continues to thrive and build on its mission. We look forward to building on our strong partnership and delivering the value of this next generation of AI to our customers and partners. 
And if the story couldn't get any crazier, the awesome Kevin Beaumont shared that when asking Microsoft co-pilot about Sam Altman, uh, as Microsoft had announced that they were hiring Altman, it kept telling him that he's a sexual abuser and that OpenAI staff were outraged about his sexual abuse scandal. And in Microsoft's AI-generated Microsoft News, it referred to, quote, some sources say, which is not very good for a publication. But in doing some cursory searches on Twitter of my own, it does appear that Jackie Singh, who I've featured multiple times on the podcast as she reports some really good stuff, but also Jackie and others in the tech space have been sharing Altman's sister's claims that she was sexually abused by her brother. So those claims are out there. So technically the AI generated, you know, some sources say is maybe true on part of that, I guess. But clearly the OpenAI employees wanted Altman back as CEO. So that whole thing about employees being outraged doesn't seem to hold water. And there's no indication that he was fired due to these allegations. It is another twist in the tale though. So this one could keep going yet. Let's stay tuned for the next thrilling installment of what the heck is gonna happen on OpenAI. Citrix reminded admins this week that they must take additional measures after patching their Netscaler appliances against the CVE-2023-4966 Citrix bleed vulnerability to secure vulnerable devices against attacks. Besides applying the necessary security updates, you're also advised to wipe all previous user sessions and terminate all active ones. This is something I covered on the podcast previously as a tip, but as there has been an increase in detected attacks, bleepycomputer.com are reiterating that this is a crucial step. Seeing that attackers behind ongoing Citrix bleed exploitation have been stealing authentication tokens, allowing them to access compromised devices even after they've been patched, you do not want to miss this step. Make sure you go in there and you clear all those active sessions and wipe all previous user sessions. BleepyComputer.com has reported on errors being encountered by some when signing into 365 products and services. The error, which says something went wrong, and parentheses 1001, prevents users from logging in and using many applications such as Word, Outlook, Excel, and more. This issue, and the particular error, has been reported as happening for the last month or so, so it's been going on for a while. While Microsoft released some Office patches back on the 14th of November that can help, it is reported that some may continue to encounter these errors, and there's a pretty lousy workaround in my opinion, which is to use the web versions of the apps. LeapyComputer.com also shared a couple of PowerShell commandlets that may help, so definitely tread carefully. If you're encountering this error, then this is something that may interest you. If you're not, maybe it won't interest you. Personally, I have not encountered the error. I recently discussed an article that claimed information from insider sources at Microsoft stating Copilot will be brought to Windows 10. But for those who missed the podcast over the last two weeks, I figured it was worth repeating that Microsoft have now confirmed themselves that Copilot in Windows is coming to Windows 10 in preview. Insiders in the release preview channel can start testing Copilot by navigating to settings, update and security, Windows update, and activating the newly added get the latest updates as soon as they're available toggle and checking for updates, but only after installing Windows 10 22H2 build 19045.3757, which is KB5032278. So probably not a surprise 
they want to get a wide adoption of Copilot and put their marker down for this new wave of AI technology. So it makes sense that they'd want to include Windows 10 and not just rely on Windows 11 for that reach. VMware disclosed a critical and unpatched authentication bypass vulnerability that affects cloud director appliance deployments. And they announced this last week and it's labeled as CVE-2023-34060. The auth bypass security flaw only affects appliances running VCD Appliance 10.5 that were previously upgraded from an older release. The vulnerability does not impact fresh VCD Appliance 10.5 installs, Linux deployments, and other appliances. VMware has provided a custom script that can be run only against these older 10.5 appliances as a workaround measure. So if you happen to be in that maybe niche case where you've gone and updated or upgraded those older releases to 10.5, then there is a script that you can use as a workaround. Microsoft have unveiled a new bug bounty program aimed at the Microsoft Defender security platform with rewards between $500 and $20,000. The new bounty program is limited in scope and will focus solely on Microsoft Defender for endpoint APIs. However, it is expected to expand to include other Defender products in the future. And the typical requirements apply in this bounty program as well. So they're only going to pay out to the first individual or organization who reports bugs. The amount rewarded depends on many different conditions and so on. Microsoft also revealed that it paid $58.9 million in rewards to 1,147 security researchers worldwide who reported 446 eligible vulnerabilities across 22 of their bug bounty programs. And I bet that's a really good investment on their part. Blackwing intelligence security researchers discovered vulnerabilities in Windows Hello fingerprint authentication on Dell Inspiron, Lenovo ThinkPad, and Microsoft Service Pro X laptops. SleepyComputer.com reports they successfully bypassed vulnerabilities in Windows Hello authentication using man-in-the-middle attacks on all three laptops, leveraging a custom Linux-powered Raspberry Pi 4 device. Throughout the process, they used software and hardware reverse engineering, broke cryptographic implementation flaws in Synaptic Sensors custom TLS protocol, and decoded and re-implemented proprietary port protocols. On Dell and Lenovo laptops, authentication bypass was achieved by enumerating valid IDs and enrolling the attacker's fingerprint using the ID of a legitimate Windows user. For the Surface device, whose ELAN fingerprint sensor had no SDCP protection, which is Security Device Connection Protocol protection, used clear text USB communication and had no authentication, they were able to spoof the fingerprint sensor after disconnecting the type cover containing the sensor and sent valid login responses from the spoof device, according to a report by bleepycomputer.com. Blackwing Intelligence recommends that vendors manufacturing biometric authentication solutions ensure secure device connection protocol is enabled, which ensures that at least the fingerprint device is trusted and healthy, and that the input between the fingerprint device and the host is protected on the targeted devices, as they found in their research that many devices seem to have it off by default. So maybe the fingerprint reader isn't the way to go, and the face reader might be a better option. If you're using Windows Hello, I guess. According to the register, 1% of Chrome browsers will start shedding their third-party cookies beginning Q1 of next year. 
This is beginning the movement towards alternatives or what they call a more modern approach in the privacy sandbox feature that they previously announced and that I've previously reported on this podcast. But this to me seems to be a way for Google to get around certain regulations regarding cookies and management of cookies by just doing away with cookies and getting pertinent data some other ways. I just feel that maybe they're just trying to stay ahead Maybe they're trying to stay a step ahead of regulators, but maybe that's just the skeptic in me talking. Chinese regulators have finally approved the acquisition of VMware by Broadcom. And as previously reported, the deal is worth around $60 billion. So there's been a lot of turmoil within VMware over the last few weeks. It seemed like this acquisition was going to be approved a couple of weeks ago, and there was a lot of movements happening at that time. So it seems like now the formality has been completed and I hope that there's no huge disruptions to employees, but I fear that there's going to be, unfortunately. Best of luck to all my friends at VMware. Ars Technica has reported that a ransomware gang has taken the unprecedented step of reporting one of its victims to the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission for failure to report a security incident. A group called ALF-V breached a publicly traded digital lending company, Meridian Link, and started to post screenshots of complaints that it said it filed with the SEC through the agency's website. There is a recently adopted rule that goes into effect next month that publicly traded companies must file an SEC disclosure within four days of learning of a security incident that had a material impact on their business. And in the screenshot of the complaint that they filed to the SEC, this is the ransomware gang who filed this with the SEC. It said, it has come to our attention that Meridian Link, in light of significant breach compromising customer data and operational information, has failed to file the requisite disclosure under item 1.05 of form 8K within the stipulated four business days as mandated by the new rules. The violation category selected in the online report was, quote, material misstatement or omission in companies, filings or financial statements or a failure to file. Since the four day rule is not actually yet in effect, it comes into effect next month. It is assumed at this time that this will not affect the victim in this case, but it may be a warning shot to others of how these gangs will operate in future when their target is a publicly traded company. And perhaps they have not publicly disclosed that they've been breached within that four day window. It may be used to pressure them uh, to quickly pay ransoms, is my guess. And now this episode, scripts, tricks, and tips. Just going to do one tip this week, and that is the fact that companies like Pluralsight, Ubico, and NordVPN, for example, are offering significant price cuts of up to 50% off their products as part of Black Friday. So if you are in the market to uh, maybe beef up your lab or perhaps just acquire different services or products, this is a good time to do so on the cheap. I wanted to keep it somewhat short this week as surprisingly, or maybe not surprisingly, there isn't a whole lot of fallout being reported, at least in the mainstream tech news outlets about like fallout from the Windows updates this month, possibly because organizations held back because of the holiday coming up in the States. Uh, I'm not sure but there'll probably be a busier week next week as a result in terms of news. Uh, So with that, for everyone in the States, happy Thanksgiving. And everyone else, just have a great weekend, and I'll catch you next week.